Finance can be so confusing and overwhelming. Learn the tips and strategies so you can accomplish your financial goals. Let's break it all down so it's simple and easy to understand. If you know me by now and you've been listening to the pod for a while, you'll know I love examples as it's my favorite way to learn. Please, as always, leave a review. Give it five stars if you found that it has been helpful. And that's it for me. Enough rambling. Let's get to the episode. Today is likely going to be a shorter episode than most, but it doesn't mean it's not important. So welcome back to the Personal Finance Redefined podcast. Really hope you've been enjoying it. Please do go ahead and leave a review if it's been helpful. That's how more people can find the show, and I truly do appreciate it. So today's episode is really about should you have a 100% stock portfolio? Now there's many considerations when understanding if you should or shouldn't or what really the ideal allocation is for you and your goals. But first, as a reminder, go submit a question on my website, personalfinance3defined.co. If you have a question you want answered in a future episode, that's what I love doing for people. So you can go to the submit your question and enter it there. So back to today's episode, 100% stock portfolio. When does it make sense? When doesn't it make sense? Does it even make sense? Those are all questions we want to ask ourselves. And the first question really starts with what's your risk tolerance and when do you need the funds? You know, if you've listened to enough episodes, that that time horizon piece, that's really the key here because that first example that I always love outlining is, Ari, okay, I've heard it before, but sorry if, if you already have, but here it is, in that if, if you're going to have four investments, which would you choose? That first investment, it goes up 53% of the time. The second one goes up 65% of the time. The third one goes up 75%, and the fourth one goes up 100% of the time. Which would you choose? And people go, Ari, I'm not an idiot, okay? I'm not a boomer. The way that that works is that 53% of the time, the stock market goes up on a daily basis. So that's what that first number was. The second number, 65% of the time, well, that's a monthly basis. It goes up. So 35% of the time, it's down. 65% of the time, it's up on a monthly basis. On an annual basis, 75% of the time, you've made money. 25% of the time, you have not. If we look out 20 years, there's never been 20 years where 100% of the time you did not make money. And so the reason I bring that up is because when you're saying, hey, do I want 100% stocks? We really need to understand when do we need the money? If we know we need the money in the short term, it's just not worth the risk. But let's take even not a bigger step back, but let's take a step sideways. And the reason for that is to understand what is stocks, what is bonds, and really why do I need to have an allocation that reflects my goals and values? And here's why. The reason that you hear about stocks and bonds, with stocks, you're literally an owner in a company. You're a part-time owner in that company. So when you are hearing Apple's doing really well, well, you get to participate in the profits. Now, that might those profits might be through, let's say, the share price going up, or it might be through a dividend or interest, all these different factors. And so when looking at what's right for you, think about what a bond is. Well, a bond is a loan, meaning let's say that you have $20. Well, let's say you give $20 and you say, I'm going to get a bond. It could be a government bond. It could be a corporate bond. What's happening is they're going to say, thank you so much, Ari, for the $20. Because you gave me $20, I'm going to give you a dollar for the next 10 years. So then 10 years later, you've gotten a dollar every year. So you've now gotten $10. And then they say, we're going to give you your $20 back at the end of 10 years. So now you have $30. Well, that's great but you didn't make a whole great return off of that. Now, could it have been better? Absolutely. But think about the bond example again versus the stock example. With a stock, you're owning the company. So really, the the return potential is very, very high. With a bond, 
Now the return potential is less, but so is the downturn, meaning it might just not go down nearly as much because you've locked in this rate. And what we want to understand is when does it make sense to own stocks and when does it make sense to own bonds and in what accounts. So generally, now this is very general advice, remember none of this is direct advice to you, but with bonds, do you only own bonds for two reasons. The one reason, if you need income, let's say you're retired and you're living off your portfolio, bonds are great to create income and they're great to have because the last thing you want is the stock market to go down and now you're pulling from your stocks. So can we have enough in conservative investments to ensure we don't have to pull from some of our investments that are best positioned for growth? The second reason is if we're owning bonds, it's because we just aren't comfortable with the ups and downs of the market. That just might be the way you're raised. It might be, you know what, that's just your feeling towards the market. And in which case, not a bad thing, but let's just be understanding of that and position our portfolio accordingly. And so when does it make sense to own 100% stocks? When you have perspective, when you know that's the way the market works, that over the long term you will make money, but not if you know that you want to down purchase in the next year or if you know you want to make a career change in the next few years. I would say 100% stocks or really even investing at all does not make a whole lot of sense because it's just not worth the risk. So 100% stocks, I think that often makes sense when you are trying to grow your money as best you can. For example, maybe you have a Roth IRA or you have an IRA or a 401k. Being 100% stocks might seem really, really risky, but as a reminder, your goal is to grow your money as much as possible. So review, what I really ask people is review, or as I like to really say, reframe the way that you view risk. Risk in the short term is the stock market going up and down, which isn't fun. But the risk that people often negate is purchasing power risk, meaning what is the value of your money going to be worth in the future? Because that $100 maybe that when you go out to dinner with your spouse or your partner, that's great. That gets you a nice dinner, but maybe in the future that doesn't get you a nice dinner. In fact, that $100 call it 30 years from now with inflation, let's say it's worth growing at 3%, it's gonna be worth $240 just to have the equivalent of $100 of today's dollars. So the question isn't just, hey, is inflation going to happen? Because it absolutely is. The question is really, what's my risk tolerance? When do I need the funds? And if you find, you know what, 100% stock makes sense in not just maybe your Roth IRA or IRA, but maybe your general investing account, great, let's invest that way as well. But it just comes down to a few factors that can't really be outlined through the podcast, but so often I'm asked, should I be in 100% stocks because it sounds really risky? Well, once again, reframe the way you view risk because once you have a good understanding of how risk works, well, you can really use it in your in your favor so that you can compound and make your money work for you because you work hard for it. So that's it for today's episode. Pretty quick one, but one to understand and really give you a good framework as to how I view risk and really how I view investing as a whole in relation to the 100% stock question. So thanks for the question. If you have a question in a future episode, please go to my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. You can submit your question there and I look forward to hearing from you. See y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff, and let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co, and I'll see you all next week.
Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.